Do not open this door. I had to say it anyway because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And then I got on top and I spit into his mouth. Well, it doesn't ruin my story. It just it just makes it a conversation rather than a story. Perhaps a little drunk <laughs> no. from from the day's festivities. I would love to meet the woman who likes it. I know. I I I I thought the moon landing. I, I love the moon landing from the standpoint of I believe in the moon landing. Not any place we live in, buddy. In uh, nineteen eighty-seven, I attended um, a pretty important musical, um, historically important musical event. That, of course, was Bill Graham's Day on the Green with Motley Crue, White Snake, Poison, and Jet Boy. It was the heavy metal Day on the Green. I don't know if you remember Day on the Greens in, in the Bay Area. Vaguely. I remember the event. I never went. It was just usually... It, do you, it, do you mind if I ask really quickly? Did you have the uh, sweet uh, do? The mullet? Yeah. Pretty sure. Like the gunmetal uh, mullet you had for a while? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. So gunmetal's gray, isn't it? I thought the middle was gray. Well, it's like no, it's like it's like the same color as uh, uh, it's like a really super dark gray. But you, was, was yours? No, no, this was black as Nikki oh, Six's heart. Okay, Raven. Yeah, so I. Well, Grandma put those things on, and it was like I think they started in Golden Gate Park. But I'm not sure, but they quickly morphed to um, to uh, Oakland Coliseum, and it was like. There'd be different versions. So at the end there, it'd be like four day on the greens. It'd be like a metal day on the green, like a pop day on the green, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be like five or six bands. And like one year it was... Um, Aqualung. I mean, uh, Jethro Tull headlining the uh, metal one. It was uh, <laughs> it was YNT, God. Metallica was the second slot, Scorpions... Mm. I mean, it was just like oh, a that's pop. a pretty good. Uh, it was that's a decent fucking lineup. It's, you know, later on, Eddie, they did the Monsters of Rock tour with Van <laughs> yeah. Halen. That was sort of an emulation of what of what Bill Graham w- mm. would put together. Anyway, so I, that's long winded. So, so my friend Craig and I, we bought a couple of ounces of marijuana, and we rolled them all into like forty seven joints or something. Okay, and our idea was we would go into the show and it was like festival seating and we thought okay we'll each pull a joint out of the bag one at a time sure we'll light it we'll take a hit and then we'll pass it on and just say we don't want to see this return yeah and so i mean that means that we'd take like 47 hits first of all yeah I, yeah and we would yeah, distribute math plays into your 47 favor. you know uh, joints around the around this radius it mm. just seemed like such a a worthy event when we were 16 ah, it sounds like a great fucking idea too right like yeah of course man but How would I you fail to, to be a hero? But now we had to sneak it in. We had yeah. to sneak in 47 <laughs> joints. Mm-hmm. And I, I took the bullet and I snuck them all in under my um, quite substantial nutsack. Pretty good nutsack. Okay. I have like a Civil War God cannon in my seven. pants. Wow. Tiny penis, huge ball. <laughs> Somehow I don't feel I'll ever be the same. And I, came, I, and, and I was walking up and, and they used to like just frisk you back then, especially metal concerts for whatever reason. Yeah. Just frisk you. And this guy, I walked up and, and he looked at me and he, he um, listeners, just imagine somebody doing not jazz hands, but like jazz fingers, like all five fingers sort of. Twingling, goody, twing, goody. twiddling, yes, okay. And as he goody goody jazz fingered, he said, "The fingers never lie." Shut up. 
Yeah. And he. <laughs> like a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm exaggerating the. Blah, but he did yeah. say the fingers never lie. And, and he. he grabbed the penis and. He gave me the Captain McCluskey, you know, to, to Mike Colleone routine. Oh. I've, I've, I've frisked a thousand kids in my time. Punks mm. in my time. Anyway, so I. Now I start, like, my face is like a candle. Sweating. Like, I'm just sweating bullets. I go, like, oh, why did we, why did we do, why did we do this? And he's frisking here, he's frisking there. He must have run his little shaky fingers over our stash a dozen times. I mean, he really gave me the shakedown, Tommy. Hmm, okay. Anyway, we you got him a five after that? That sounds, <laughs> just, it sounds like maybe got erotic. Maybe you around the world, reach around. <laughs> you get a Cleveland steamer, strawberry shortcake, <laughs> angry dragon. Crusty tromboned me and found the drugs. <laughs> anyway, he never found him. We went in. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were able to even make it by lighting. I guess that would be 23 joints apiece. I, I think we probably <laughs> made Jesus, it to 12 and just sort of tossed ruined. the rest around. Because yeah, 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 yeah. everyone was shocked. Like, really? <laughs> and I don't think people followed the instructions of take a hit and pass it on. They're just like, this is ours now. Yeah, anyway, it was a great concert. Motley mm-hmm. Crue, White Snake, a uh, bunch of brilliant stuff. Uh, anyway, so that's my sneaking in event. But I was recently, as you might know, and listeners don't know, then I'll turn it over to you. I was recently. This, by the way, I, I just want to point out really quick that yeah. this, uh, the the intro and everything around talking about the movie, yeah. may be much more loaded than the actual movie conversation. Yeah, it's part. probably better. <laughs> sure, sure, it sounds great. Go on, go on. Uh, I, I was recently. This in, is exciting. Uh, Turkey in Istanbul, not Constantinople. A couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, toward the end of the trip, we had a tour guide. It was a friend of a friend, an ex-lover uh, Offen- of a friend. Did they call you Offendi? Offendi? Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, I think it means like uh, noble lord. Like, I mean, no, like nice. Like it's, I don't know. It's <laughs> like sir. Like, I think it's sir. One of the things I love about you, Tom, is you're not yeah, afraid yeah. <laughs> to say even if you don't. You're not quite sure. Yeah, Remember I the place it, in Ireland? It means like sir, but no, what? When you did the stand-up gig in Ireland, I was there in Dublin, and he said, "All I want to say to you, this is going to be your big opener. I felt for you. All I want to say to you is fucks to you." And you thought that was a huge local I saying. I heard so many say that. Everyone's like, "What the yeah, fuck is this guy yeah, talking about?" Anyway, yeah, this Fendi, let's about. call him, um, <sighs> gives us the tour. It's a nice personal tour. Brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And as we're ending, he says. I understand. I guess he'd gotten the information from his ex-lover, who we had dinner with the night before. I understand you are 420 friendly. And I said, yeah, that's, I don't <laughs> want to say much more. And he goes, well, after the, this tour, I live in your neighborhood. Drop by and we'll smoke some hash, some hashish. And I said, no, thank you. No Let me push way. you in the river. Golden horn up your ass. Forget Tra- it. <laughs> Were you hired by the governor to trap me I in this mean, manner? Forget it. No, sir. No, thank you. I don't and know why you. Would that you be, Joseph? This? Why? Well, I tell you, I, it's funny because I had dinner with his ex again that <laughs> night. And I told her the story. And she started laughing. I go, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I've seen Midnight Express, madam. And she laughed her ass off because... Apparently, it really is just bullshit at, in 2022. Yeah. I mean, they're just not, you're not doing it. It might have been bullshit when, when it actually Hard happened. Hard to say. Yeah, 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 But this movie, I remember informing me a long time ago, like, that's a place I don't want to go and smoke pot. I can tell you that much. I, I, how much of uh, pop American culture mm-hmm. has been twisted and our perception by just this one fucking movie alone? It's one How of those much movies- it's been twisted to this day by a generation who's never seen 
Yeah, I mean, movie. you're speaking out of turn because I, I yes, what you're saying is yes, and also no because nobody who's you know younger than forty is actually referencing this movie. I guess so, but I mean, but it, I get but our generation it. for sure. Yeah, and it's one I of those, mean, I've had the yeah one of those movies. And there's a bunch of them like that where people go like, uh, it's almost like Big Brother, like Big Brother. Have you read it? No. You know, like they'll make Midnight Express. Oh, you saw? Have you seen it? No, oh, but I know like why it applies as a metaphor here. Well, or, well, here's okay. So here's first off. Oh, I, I, Midnight Express, 1978. That's that's the movie we're, we're doing. doing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're not <laughs> out there. Uh, okay, so uh, before before I say this next thing, I do want to apologize, but I kind of have to say this. Oh no, Joey, what? have you have you ever been in a Turkish prison? I fucking have seen that movie so many times, and that line in Airplane still makes me laugh fucking every oh, time. Oh, no. Is it related to this? Yeah. Oh. And and I've never had the context of that mm. particular joke. Watching the movie now, mm-hmm. it makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I always figured, oh, this must be, have some brutal prison rape scene, but that's not it at all. Yeah, it's well. There's this, okay, this, uh, this this gentle homoerotic scene, like right in the fucking oh, there's middle that. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is what they were talking about in this in in, in a fucking airplane. So and I'm saying like yeah. how much of pop American pop culture like I remember that distinctly and never really having the context for it, you know, except in in, in so far as the rest of the joke goes on because it's, right. it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a series of jokes along that line, but yeah, it makes it so much funnier now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that scene, by the way, is, I don't know whether it's good or not, but I will say this. It is genuinely, it's the possibly only inventive or insightful thing in the movie. Yes, sure, absolutely. You know, it's and the, quite frankly, the best acted part of the movie. Yeah. Except for a couple of exceptions, I have to be, I'll, we'll be, I'll get to, we'll, we'll get to in a second here. Okay. Well, so the, the concept, the premise is that old Brad Davis, who... What have we seen him in, by the way? I've seen him in nothing. There's else. something we've seen him in. Mm. His he was. Um, he had like a brief sort of meteoric. He was like the the, the Robbie the Bobby Benton of his time period. Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson. That's it. The yeah. Bobby Benton of his <laughs> yeah. time period. I tell you. <laughs> you know, one of those very brief meteoric uh, careers where he was like in everything for like three years. Yeah, like Beretta and. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't. Smart, <laughs> it was in, oh, Chariots of Fire. That's Which I've a, never seen that. Da, na, 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 yeah, na, okay, but I don't think I've ever seen Church that. Church of Fire, by the way, that was one of the movies your dad, you know. Your dad didn't mind telling a kid he was he was a queer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I liked MASH, and I liked Church of Fire, and your dad thought oh, that was outrageous. No. So I did two things. I hid the fact that I liked them. I was like, yeah, Church of Fire. <laughs> and then I rebelled, like in some point, like, you know what? I like them, and I like Those them. Those are the best movies ever. And then I went back to Chariots of Fire, and I was like, oh, it stinks. Too bad. Like, I, I'd love to have rebelled on its own sort of yeah, merits, but actually, yeah. I don't think it's that great a movie. Chariots mm-hmm. of Fire, da 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 Okay, so, so this guy is plays the American who's... There's an opening scene where he's... Like to right fucking into it, by the way. There's no yeah. foreplay on that part of it. Right, he's taping a couple of kilos of hashish to his body. Yeah. I don't know, by the way, how he thought... When he when he tapes it to his body in the movie, it looks as bulky as fuck, and in the movie, it looks like he's hiding it pretty well. I guess that's the tension they want to bring. Like, how are they going to find this? They're really going to have to put hands on, like the guy at right. Oakland Coliseum, Day on mm-hmm. the Green, fingers never lie. Well, the other question is, is how did you manage to get forty seven joints taped to your nuts? I mean, that's fucking that's kind of an impressive. 
Hmm? Resting, not taped. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, now, now that I think no, about it. Thank God. It's <laughs> just holding it down. <laughs> I would have, though. Um, so, so he goes to the airport. and Oh, course, and then he's sweating like a whore in church to use dad's I was sweating for him. I, the beginning of the movie, by the way, I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Yep. I felt that way in the first few minutes. Like, damn, the tension, this ratchet up. You got Bo Hopkins. Okay, so I'm sorry. He gets caught. And, and this is the, the late, great Bo Hopkins uh, plays. Uh, oh, that's right. He just he's not a someone. diplomat. He's not on his side. He's actually seems to be more working for the Turkish government. Yeah, he seems like he's like a, an American professional rat. Or I, th- or I think the diplomacy that he serves is actually to, because it's the whole Probably premise CIA. is at the height of of the of the of Nixon's war on drugs, yeah. and so like, it's this this way he can sort of like serve both countries. Because you know Ebert pointed something out. Really, I had a quote from something else I wanted to work into this. I forgot it. But Ebert pointed something interesting about this movie. He gave it three, he gave it three out of four stars. Hmm. He said he liked the movie, but the the major downfall is that we're expected to feel sympathy for this guy, yes. and I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 as the, uh, you know over the uh, you know and as the the years have gone on, like probably less sympathy. I think. Mm-hmm. I think at the time, I mean, it was sort of natural. I mean, we still had. Uh, this is an overused phrase, but the American exceptionalism was probably very much in evidence, particularly in like the late seventies when this came out. What year was it again? Seventy eight. Well, I mean, we have right? that the WNBA player. Right, who's in Russia? I mean, it could be. And then we, we had the, the guy in Singapore who got caned, and uh, this is this has happened yeah. a couple of different times. And I think we're just like, you know, as a rational human being, if you're in another person's country and you break the law, you, you kind of get what you. I, I'm just there, you know. I'm kind of there for it. And this character, as portrayed in this movie, doesn't come. There's nothing. He's just a just a dumbass, just a dummy, yeah. really yeah. a dummy, and very. Uh, yeah, it is, he's not. He does. He doesn't work. He doesn't make a very sympathetic character. And I have to say, I think at least part of that is I think the man's a terrible actor. I just, I didn't like him. Huh. And I think some of it was the acting. It was just very. Uh, I don't know. It's hard blocky to say. acting. I don't know how else to say it. You know, some people like. There's just nothing subtle in what he's doing there, and I don't even know if it necessarily felt appropriate. Well, sometimes. the problem with that statement mm-hmm. is that he, he's not the worst offender. Okay, who's and the worst offender? What's hard? That's a real competition in this movie because <laughs> Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is, is definitely not good. And yeah. I, and to be honest with you, I don't know if Randy Quaid's ever been good. I don't in, know. Any, Paper Moon, but he plays the hillbilly who doesn't talk. Yeah. Well, Christmas Vacation is freaking great, man. I guess I'll give him that, cousin oh. Eddie. Yeah. Um, Shitters full. So there's there's the sort of the in the the foreigners who oh, you know. I think I know where you're going with this and. Oh, I don't know. But then there's the, the locals, and mm-hmm. they're all kind of like cartoonish yes. in a way. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Like, in a way that's all the way. All the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So You are swirly and evil, fucking all of you. And, and yeah. Not one sympathetic. Yeah. I can smell something offensive on you in the movie. I mean, like, I, I want yeah. smell-o-vision. It's, it's really... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so... I mean, it, part of it is the ugly American thing. I was watching a, a Bourdain episode of when he went. Did you ever see the one where he went to Libya? No. It's the one that kind of broke his heart in a way and, and started to maybe re, reevaluate things. But also maybe his downfall was it got two in his head. Because it's the first time he went to Libya. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. The first time he went to Lebanon, to Beirut. Libya, he got in trouble. But in, in Lebanon, a war reignited while he was there. And so he and fellow people were at the hotel 
just watch it. Oh, yeah, I think I did see that episode. And they're like suntanning, and he's like, I don't know what else to do but read a book and suntan. Right. Because it's just kind of like, I've got to pass the time. But while I'm doing it, I'm seeing bombs go by the hotel or <laughs> right. missiles go by the hotel. Mm-hmm. And and so it, there's some of that's not really here because it's like, yeah, this guy, Billy, is a fucking, is a cheese I dick. And it's, a but it's the American exceptionalism, right? Like you think, oh, okay, I was busted with some pot. Right. And it's like, oh, and, no. And me. I think in a more innocent time, I would have been like, but he's an American. Like that would have like had that would have made, made a difference for me. 1978, 79, yeah. 80, 81. But I don't know about, like, now, it was just, yeah, it's just, I couldn't But the it. acting is bad, and the problem is, I think, everything, the acting is bad, but it's far from the worst, like, elements of the movie. Like, the music is, I'll, t- I'll give you a movie where the, wow. music, the movie, the music is bad like that, that the late 70s, That's early 80s, synth. like, foreign intrigue, awful gong music yes and that is beyond the limit but the thing with with the great richard gear and and uh, michael kane the right. thing is that's actually a in michael Austin, kane. that's a good movie yeah it's just sort of handicapped by bad music for everything happening yeah. this is fucking that's the foundation of this movie and the movie is mostly bad and John Hurt is in this movie. That's okay. I wanted to talk about John Hurt, but you, I couldn't remember his name for. Talk this. about John Hurt, please. The, the thing with John Hurt is this: I can't defend his acting in this movie necessarily, but I kind of always like seeing him. Yeah. So he was my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I get. I that. just like him. He's a great actor. He's produced. I mean, he's great yeah. performances. He's not very recognizable in this one, right. so that doesn't Took help a second, in right. a sense. And again, holy shit, has he always looked eighty? Yeah, he's always just been a sort me. of like I guess a, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sort of like the resident, not forced to be homosexual, homosexual, if you get my meaning. Right, right, right. Um, he's wearing like, you know, silk kimonos in the in the place and, mm-hmm. and having... He, he does like gladiator films. Yes, sir. As opposed, as opposed to the Danish guy who has the affair with Brad Davis... Right. Which is just like, you're just fucking lonely. I mean, that, the thing about that, the That's, reason that was the good part is... This is the most honest part of the whole yeah, fucking... In, in, up until that end. And then I don't buy that end at all. So there's like this very homoerotic sort of scene and a heavy buildup in a shower, in a fucking steamy shower, yeah. which is not in my keeping with, with what a Turkish prison would be about, but okay. Turkish What's that? Turkish bath. Yeah, Turkish delight. But, okay. Anyways, remember that? Yep. Talk about a Turkish delight. Womp womp. But then, like, they're, they're about to to fuck, and 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 uh, our our uh, Billy Brad uh, Davis, yeah. uh, Brad Davis, kind of just like, no, you know, he just can't do it, and then uh. sort of backs away, and that's the part that's the least believable part of that whole section right there. Yeah, it's I'd, interesting. I'd fucking blow the Swede for that. He was a I mean, gay activist too, which is really interesting. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Right. But you didn't. But you know, 1978. Like it was. I guess admitting to that would have been. Whoa, well, yeah. it is part of the they homophobia. Had to not is, go through with like it. this awful prison warden. I mean, yeah. he's very hateable. I will say that the prison warden, as yeah. cartoonish as he is, he also his demise is preceded by his trying to get a blowjob from Brad Davis or and, something, yeah. or something. And so I think it's part of like the foreshadowing that has to happen around Gatiss back then or something. Well, and I think uh, like at the, like his first meeting with Brad Davis, that, it was pretty heavily implied that he raped him there, right? Yeah, that's also uh, the, the Turkish uh, general in um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. 
Something about that, the aging, the whole sort of, you know, that the Lawrence, T. Lawrence had been raped by the... Right, but it wasn't... Who was that, though? It was, it was Jose Ferrer. Jose Ferrer, yeah. Okay. General, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. Another Turkish delight. Well, they just love it. Uh, they, they love it over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that gay sex. So yeah, well, rape. Tur- well, Sorry. Yeah. So it's not gay. All right, I got you. Uh, I do have to say, by the way, uh, beating somebody in the feet with a fucking club is yeah. is like a personal terror of mine. That really freaks why? me out. I, I don't know. It just seems awful. You have pretty decent feet. I love my feet, but uh, just the idea of somebody feet. like taking a fucking brick to them or something like that is just, it's, they're sensitive. I had the opposite tingly. reaction. I mean, I knew it would be terrible in life, but I just sort of felt like, eh. What do oh, I need those for? No. Well, you don't want your ticklish down there because you have all those nerve endings down there. You're pain. You I don't have a fucking stick. Yeah. You don't have feelings anyway, so in general, but especially in my feet. Yeah, all right, okay. My other soul. <laughs> uh, um, okay, I mean, there's a the whole joke. thing with that the dad. Well this is a, this, there's been other movies like this. Have you ever seen uh, Broke Down Palace with Claire Dane? I think is one like that where. No, I haven't. No, that's that's another it's the terror American of being yeah. in a Thai or Turkish or whatever, like really like, for in prison. Right. And you're, you know, your parents come to see you, but they have to sort of acknowledge that they're not going to see you again and uh-huh. all that sort of stuff. Uh, I got to say this, too. Okay, yeah. Turkish prison, Thai yeah. prison. I'm terrified of California prisons. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I'm, I don't know that that Turkish prison looks worse than would happen at San Quentin. I just honestly don't. You know what it looks like? I, I think a lot of prisons sort of degenerate <laughs> into like these like people. People like they create their own little communities, mm-hmm. terrifying communities. Mm-hmm. But these movies for foreign prisons make it seem like there's more space. Right, right. Yeah, you're not gonna be like trapped a in a decent... cell and raped. It's like there's just a huge space where people wander. I'll yeah. tell you the ones that terrify me. It's just like Peruvian and Colombian prisons where I don't know if you've seen these locked up abroads, but oh, uh, there's a yeah, go on. But but there's yeah, where it's like it's made for the, for this population, and they have ten times the amount of people it's made for in there. Right. There's actually one. Uh, I, I was looking at this one like this in Africa. Some some like shithole in Africa. Pardon my language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some shithole in Africa. Uh, where it's like you know the, the place is built for four thousand and like forty thousand people are in it. Like right. people, people have their feet like forty five thousand people in it. It's, yeah. it's, it's more than ten. Times. Yeah, and so like people like lose their feet to gangrene because they can't they can't sit. Like, right. Like it's fucking wow. By the way, opposite. Did you read this recently? Yeah, about this. I feel like Jay Leno. Yeah, about this. You read about this. Um, in Chicago now, this is a new ruling or law in Chicago. The police. Cannot pursue. Really? Yeah. It puts a whole new twist on committing a crime. Unless it's like the level of murder. Like if you burglarize or steal, the police cannot pursue you. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Is that because we feel more comfortable in 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 a heightened scrutiny state, maybe? What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you're not going to pursue, then the only thing to do is to get their information other ways and then catch up with them later on or something. But they're just not doing that Yeah, but that how do you either. catch up with them later on is my point. Uh, you go to the house, they go, I'm going out the window. Damn well, it. Get your retinal scan as you're driving away just from, you know. No, but then what do you do? Well, then you go find them. You know, and then they And then you go, oh, that's where they live. And then, then you, you go, go nah, this time I want you to come with me. They go, nah, I'm walking this way. <laughs> Damn it. Ask you. I mean, it relates, I think, to the, the prison because I, I imagine that the prisons will be less crowded with the no pursuit thing. Okay. Uh, we'll figure out a way it on that. Way. We'll figure something out on that one, that's buddy. Fair. That's a that's a whole industry now. That's Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Fair that's, enough. Ah. 
Um, Always. Yeah, the movie is just... It, it's oh, just by not the way, a very compelling Oh, movie. by the way, I had forgotten for years, you know, Cable Guy. Remember Cable Guy with Matthew Broderick and yep. Jim Carrey? Okay. I've forgotten what that scene referred to. You did the, the uh, airplane one where uh, he goes to jail and Matthew Broderick is in jail, sorry, and, and Jim Carrey comes to see him and he presses his nipple against the glass. He goes, oh, Billy, Billy. <laughs> that's, from this, that's from this movie. God, I forgot about that scene, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a great scene. And this oh, one. that's a good scene, yeah. And, and it's what I had heard about, so I was kind of... I, what's funny is the... I had heard about that scene, yeah. and I was kind of when I started the movie, I was kind of waiting for it. Hmm. But the drudgery of most of the movie made me forget about it. Wow! Well, and I Why think drudgery—it's just not compelling. I'm recommending as a replacement for this movie because it has a lot of similarities. It's not about drug smuggling or turkey, but it has similarities. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go back and, re- and recommend something outside of our Finley scope, and that is 1983's *Beyond the Limit*. Do you have a movie that you'd recommend as better than? This, if you wanted the same type of things, this fails at. No, I can't <laughs> no, I, can't, I literally I can't think. Of. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen Beyond the Limit, so I don't know what that. You oh, kidding uh, me? Oh, an innocent man. How about that one with Tom Selleck? I like that one. Oh, that is good. That's a pretty good flick. Does he all and I go and I go some people. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he, yeah, does. he goes bad. He goes dark for a while because yeah. he kind of has to to survive. But then yeah. he comes back and he's good. Well, there's prison and movies. It, and, and I'm not compelled normally by Tom Selleck movies. I was kind of no. surprised no. that I liked this movie. Quickly done. Oh. It looks like an abortion. Uh, um, wow, well, pr- those, are, those, are, those are legal now. They're illegal now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can't I guess this. I'll talk about them, can mm-hmm. I? No. I don't think no. you can. I think, that's <laughs> no. part, I think that's part of the deal, buddy. <laughs> there's prison movies. Also, there's like Blood In, Blood Out. That's the one, because look. American in, Me? In Blood In, Blood Out, American Me does this too, I think. In Blood In, Blood Out, somebody's commanded to give a blowjob. Like, get on your knees. And in both cases, I think it's American Me too, I always think, of course. Ch- bite! Chew that thing off! Wow. That'll teach anyone from asking again. I still like what Jim Norton had to say about that. What <laughs> Whatever that? you do, don't close your eyes. It sends the wrong message. <laughs> Jimmy. Jim Norton, I love him. Uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption, how about that? I don't. Th- yeah, that now he doesn't give the blowjob. He points out that that's what's going to happen. So yeah, the sisters, I call them. Right. Yeah, it's just sisters of yes. Okay. I don't think I can watch uh, Shawshank Redemption. Is is a fucking uh, Boston song to me? I just can't. It's a what? It's <laughs> something I appreciate, and I get it's great, but I just can't. No more. Okay, I got Not you. one more I feel time. You. All right. Okay. That makes uh, that's that's a beautiful little. Uh, I, I would. <laughs> I don't think I hated this movie as much as you, but I would downgrade Evers three stars to like two and a half. Yeah, it just wasn't very compelling. There's almost not really a story. I mean, basically, the story is. I mean, except, you know, the story is so sort of simplistic, and the characters are so. With almost universally unlikable. But you know what? Here's interesting. You mentioned the very end of the movie. Maybe, I don't know if it's worth giving it away or not. I say let's not give it away. But his, but the way that movie ends, you, you said it was unbelievable. But actually, this is supposedly a true story. And the guy wrote uh, a best-selling Oh no! What I thought was no. unbelievable is the ending of the uh, of the of the shower scene with the other oh, guy, and he goes, oh, the Dutch I guy. can't do it." I can't. Know? Like, no, no. Yeah, no, uh, I don't buy that here. at all. Like, I'd be halfway to blowing. I'd be, <laughs> this is exit only. I'd be halfway to rusty trombone in that suite right there. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was just it was like again that was the the best. Oh, it was oddly enough the best scene. It was like there was there was actually something. I don't know. It just looked like. 
well, actual the, people. Ebert pointed this out too. I got to rely on Ebert again. That slack job genius is he. <laughs> he <laughs> mentioned <laughs> when this guy goes to court, when Brad Davis goes to court, he has to go back to court because they give him like four years. Right. But then there's a, a sort of a, a political reexamination. Should this have been actually? Um, what do you call it? Smuggling, which is what it was, by the way. Right. Should right. have been smuggling, smuggling which is more of a life sentence. To, he was initially sentenced for uh, possession, and right. then they upped it to smuggling. And so he's going back to court, and he's told like he might get life. But prior to them giving the fucking sentence, he goes on this rant about what pigs everyone is. And Ebert just cites that line, and he goes, I think not. And it's like, I think not too, Ebert. No fucking way is this guy calling everyone a pig prior to being possibly no yeah i'm gonna call that a little bit of poetic license by the guy who actually did it yeah it's like this is what i wish i had said yeah (laughs) instead of instead of blowing everybody in the room yeah i love you offendi you know this happens in a lot of foreign uh, movies about foreign prisons and i don't know how much accuracy there is because there is a difference between prisons and world my god you should see like norwegian prisons it's like a la quinta yeah it's fucking jurassic park um but but there are but see he's given a a, like a photo album that has means for his escape. Yeah. There seem to be some things where it's like not, you know, there's a cake with a file candle. You know, this is like, there seem to be some things in some prisons that are just kind of lax. Sure. I guess they're just bad. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're not as, uh, they're not as efficient as well. As we I Westerners are. I, I, I think we've sort of, I don't think they're as invested. We've as, beaten our review, like the souls of, Poor Brad Davis's wow, feet. Take that feet. Uh, all right. Uh, I can't wait to hear, although I already know, spoiler alert, what the next movie is, Tommy. Can't wait to hear it. So let me know. And, and I'll next bet week, you well, can't either, both of you. Oh, uh, tell us for the. All right. Probably start making that joke. Catch you later. All right, man. Thanks, man. Love you.